Thank you. Thank you. Specials and Sir Greg, thank you. Good afternoon <clears throat> once again. I have, I just prayed in my office before coming here for the following people. We need to continue praying for uh, Sir Jun Batao. We need to continue praying for, for this is uh, about their health concern. For Sir Alan Sibilino, who is in Mati right now. We need to pray for Mamuela Go. And let us also include uh, Brother Pong. Um, he had a problem on his, um, I guess, his feet. Uh, and as mentioned already, Brother Edward Alvarico will have uh, an operation tomorrow, 10 o'clock, at Dabo Doctors. So be praying much for that. Let us include uh, um, Chloe Dewey for help and uh, continue to pray for Brother Doming Tejano, both him and uh, Mom Nitsch Tejano. They need our prayer. Also, uh, remember in prayer, Brother Franklin Hora. And uh, Burial tomorrow, 9 o'clock. I will be there. I start the service 9 o'clock tomorrow at St. Peter for Brother Julio Marasigan. And then Friday, 9 a.m. at uh, Buhangin Memorial, 9 a.m. for Mom Tatad, Emiliana Tatad. And then uh, Tuesday, burial of the father of Mom Teresita Azarcon Danduy. So, Brother Lunaire and Mom Teresita will be leaving for Marbel in Coronadal tomorrow for the burial on uh, Tuesday. Be praying much for them, their safety back and forth. And those are the prayer requests. I hope that you uh, <clears throat> remember them in prayer. Your Bible, please, in the book of Second Kings tonight. Just remind you, uh, those who joined, participate in our Faith Promise program, um, I hope that you will turn in your cards so that it will be recorded uh, properly. Second Kings chapter 2, kindly please. <clears throat> Tonight, in the book of Second Kings, look at chapter 2, verse number, verses number 1. Second Kings chapter 2, verses number 1, up to verse number 15. It's a long uh, chapter, but we begin reading verses number, verse 1, chapter 2, verse 1, up to verse number 15. Kindly rise for us to give reverence to the reading of his word. And it came to pass when the Lord would take up Elijah into heaven by a whirlwind that Elijah went with Elisha from Gilgal. And Elijah said unto Elisha, Stay here, tarry here, I pray thee, for the Lord had sent me to Bethel. And Elisha said unto him, As the Lord liveth, as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. So they went both to Bethel. Verse 3, And the sons of the prophets that 
were at Bethel, these are the Bible students we call today, came forth to Elisha and said unto him, Knowest thou that the Lord will take away thy master from thy head today? And he said, Yea, I know it. Hold ye your peace. And Elijah said unto him, Elijah, Elisha, tarry here, I pray thee, for the Lord hath sent me to Jericho. And, as, and he said, As the Lord liveth, and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. So they came to Jericho. And the sons of the prophets were, that were at Jericho came to Elisha and said unto him, Knowest thou that the Lord will take away the master from the head, from thy head today? And he answered, Yea, I know it. Hold your peace. We will just stop verse number, verse number five due to the time uh, constraint here. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, <clears throat> thank you for the word of God that we are about to preach. The Lord, I pray that the anointing power of the Holy Spirit will be upon each one of us tonight to enlighten us so that the Word of God will have a pre-course in our hearts and minds tonight. And then, Lord, I pray that your servant will be empowered by the Holy Spirit and, uh, and that he may be able to preach the Word of God tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. <clears throat> and amen. Kindly be seated tonight. The title of the message tonight is this, Elisha Seeking for the God of Elijah. Elisha Seeking for the God of Elijah. And uh, in verse 1, it says it came to pass, when the Lord would take up Eli Elijah into heaven by a whirlwind. Can you imagine? So, uh, we find here that God never gave a clear reason why God put this particular honor upon Elijah. So he was taken into heaven, riding on a chariot of fire, taken by the angels into heaven. And uh, we, we, we cannot tell why God has clear reason why God put this, this particular, peculiar honor, I mean, upon Elijah above other of the prophets. And you see, in the Bible, there are only two persons, remember that, two persons that did not taste death, literal death, Elijah and Enoch. <clears throat> two of them did not die. They were, they were taken into heaven alive. And uh, so some suppose that it happened this way. Suppose that some suppose that God, number one, considered his great service and rewarded him in order to encourage the sons of the prophets to follow his steps. There were Bible students, sons of the prophets during that time. So it was in the dark days of the history of Israel during the time. Spiritually, they were in, they were in the dark side of their spirituality number two reason and we just suppose i mean it it happened so in 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 our present day as you know serving god in the church age that we may we may uh, see the wonderful way the lord takes care and protects his servants 
So we can look at this account in the Bible and this is very encouraging for us to see how the Lord can care, how the Lord can protect those who serve him. And then number three, doctrinally, doctrinally the translation of Elijah is a figure of the rapture. It pictures the rapture. At the rapture, there will be many who will not experience physical death. When the Lord Jesus Christ, if he comes today and uh, the dead in Christ will be raised, and then we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. The Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout. And uh, we shall be changed. If the rapture takes place today, and so uh, we will be going up together with the Lord, with them who were dead, <clears throat> who are dead in Christ. And in chapter chapter two, verses two to seven, notice how Elijah ex now expresses faithfulness to the man of God. He 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 refused to leave him. He was told by by his master Elijah. Uh, you stay here. I'm going to such a place, to Bethel, to Jericho. And they said, no, I will not leave you. As the Lord God lives and as thy soul lives, I will not leave you until the last, the last minute. And uh, uh, let us read that verse number 2. Verse 2. And the sons of the prophets that were at Bethel came forth to Elisha and they, they were telling him, do you know that the Lord will take away your, your boss, your master from thy head today? And he said, yes, I know it. And so relax, hold your peace. And Elijah said unto Elisha, now you stay here, stay here. I pray thee for the Lord that sent me to Jericho. You stay here and then I'll go to Jericho. And he said, as the Lord leave it and as thy soul leave it. I will not leave thee. So they came to Jericho. They came to Jericho. And the sons of the prophets that were at Jericho came to Elisha and said unto him, Sir, another group of the prophets, sons of the prophets, knowing, knowest thou that the Lord will take away the master uh, from thy head today? And he said, Yeah. I, he answered, Yes. I know it. Hold your peace. He said, You, you relax. And uh, Elijah said unto uh, uh, Elijah said unto him, "You stay here, Terry. I pray thee here, but the Lord had sent me to Jordan. So from from um, from uh, Bethel to to Jericho, now to Jordan." And he said, verse six, "As the Lord liveth, and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee." And they too went. They went. And 50 men of the sons of the prophets, they were young men actually, stood to view off. So they, there were 50 Bible students who followed and, and watched. Uh, they observed these two. And the two stood by Jordan, I mean Jordan River. Elijah took his mantle and, and wrapped it together. And you know what he did? He smote the waters. And they divided hither and hither. You can see the water going like this. Opening a dry ground for them to cross Jordan River. 
Oh, I, 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 I wish I was one of those 50 prophets to see it. Ang tubig murag sagi alsing ani, little by little, and they, they had, they had a, uh, a um, dried highway now. And uh, so, uh, they, they cross the river. And uh, <clears throat> it says there, in, uh, in, I mean, and uh, what, what verse was it? Joe, um, my face shield sometimes naga, naga lupad lupad siya. So, look at verse number uh, 8. And smote the waters, and they were divided hither and hither. So they two went over on the dry ground. <clears throat> now observe, 50 prophets, sons of the prophets. We call them Bible students today to easily understand the, the, the Bible. Now the 50 kabuk, they were watching these two uh, prophets. They, they saw Elijah now smiting the water and, and it provided, it divided, provided them a dry ground. It came to pass when they were gone over that Elijah said unto Elijah, ask, ask, he said, and what shall I do for thee? And uh, before I be taken away from thee, Elijah said, I pray thee. said, I'm asking you, sir, let a double portion of thy spirit be upon me. And exactly Bible scholars have counted all the miracles done by Elijah. And then later on during the time of Elijah, exactly now, there are seven particular miracles done by Elijah. And Elisha have done 14 particular miracles. The Lord doubled his ability because of his desire. He said, I need, I need. Actually, actually, before he died, there were only 13. And so they're off one, 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 uh, they're short, one, one miracle. You remember years after uh, he died. People were carrying a dead person during a war. So they were, they, they got surprised with the attack of the enemy. So they just throw the, they throw the dead into a certain pit, which happened to be the tomb of Elisha. The dead man's body touched the bones of Elisha and he rose alive. That makes it 14 miracles. And uh, the Lord has answered his desire for double, double portion of the spirit of Elijah. Now, notice how Elisha expresses faithfulness to the man of God. Elijah had determined as long as he continued on earth, referring to his master Elijah, as long as he, he continues here on earth, he will stay by his side and not leave him. I could tell. I could. I could tell by experience now that when your master leaves you and entrusts in your hands his work, I, I could tell what it's like. I remember in Oklahoma, there when they when we buried Pastor Shot, people were leaving immediately, and unlike you know the, their their way, their practice in burying people. Um, Right after the service, they would immediately leave. So I was surprised. And 
I was with Mom Elsie alone, and I, I, I put my hands on the open the pastor's shop. I said, sir, and uh, <clears throat> I thank God we parted this way. I thank God I'm able to serve you up to the last minute of your life as my mentor. I can go back to the Philippines and raise preachers and tell them what the, the exact meaning of loyalty. And uh, so look at this. Loyalty means you are loyal to your master until he dies. Until he was taken up into heaven. Remember, Elijah served Elijah for 10 years. And uh, uh, before he eats, the man of God, Elijah, he would pour water into his hand. And uh, uh, humbling kind of work, but he faithfully served. Now, now, every preacher has one true human mentor. Every preacher <clears throat> should not miss recognizing that Elijah has Elijah. And uh, we, we, we live in the days of they called the progressive preachers. When preachers claim that they are made, self-made. I always believe that no preacher is self-made. And you always have somebody ahead of you that mentors you and trains you in the word of the Lord. Elisha has Elijah, Timothy has Paul, and John Mark has Peter, Joshua has Moses, and Pastor Ingai. I'll never forget that. After the last breath of my life here on earth has Pastor Shah. And so the next time you meet the pastor, ask him, who is your mentor? Who is your father? In the ministry. And it is my prayer that God would continually give me the grace to meet the, uh, the, the, uh, meet, uh, make me a mentor to many like Elijah and uh, serve to many who are serving um, as sons of the prophets. Now I'm in the position of training pastors. I'm training pastors. Now, in verse 3, the sons of the prophets in Bethel. Jericho in verse number 4, in 7, verse 7, 50 men of the sons of the prophets went, stood to view afar off. They, they, they stood at a distance to see what happens as they crossed Jordan River. Verse 8 and 9. And so, uh, having understood the full nature of the word and the risk and the, and, I mean the word, the risk and the danger that he has to face, Elisha then took the great opportunity of enriching himself with the overflowing abundance of God's power rested upon the man of God. He prayed in verse number 9, he prayed for a double portion of his spirit. You see, it is not by power nor by might, it is by the spirit of God that will enable. He prayed for the best thing that equips him for the service of God. What was his prayer? What was the prayer of the, of the man of God? And uh, he, he prayed. And uh, um, in verse number 14, he took the mantle going back home. And so he has to cross. The Elijah was now taken up into heaven. So he has to cross the Jordan River alone. So he has to. Going home, tabuk sa sapa. In verse 14, Elisha saw it. In verse number 
of 14. He took the mantle of Elijah that fell from him and smote the waters and said, Where is the God of Elijah? And when, and, uh, when he also had smitten the waters, they parted hither and hither, and Elisha went over. Amazing. This is the first time God showed him the power of God. The power of God. He smote the water exactly the same as Elijah did. And the water opened little by little, and he went through. First of all, immediately, after Elijah was taken, Elisha knew that he had to face a seemingly impossible situation. Right after the man of God went into heaven, he was left alone. Immediately, he faced seemingly impossible situation. So he deeply exclaimed by way of a question. A question that turned into prayer. And you know, where is the Lord God? Verse 14. Where is the Lord God of Elijah? You see, to see the river of Jordan get parted requires a miracle. A big river like Bankirohan, like Double River. And, and uh, I can imagine the river was swollen. And uh, said, where is the God, the Lord God of Elijah? Remember this. To find a highway in that Jordan River at this particular time needs a miracle. A miracle that God, only God can do. Only God can do. And so, meaning it is something that, that no one can do but God. Friend, that is exactly what a prayer of faith means. You are hoping, you are asking for something only God can do. That is prayer. When you pray, you are simply expecting and asking for something to happen which the Lord, only God can do. Remember that. When you pray for somebody who is sick, when you pray for something, remember this, it's beyond your ability to meet the need now. You just simply empty yourself and believe that there is a God who can do the impossible in our behalf. In the work of the Lord, we, we have this great amount that we, the Lord has laid in our hearts. And we have a big work in the entire island of Pindanao. There are many thousands yet of places that we need to start. And the Lord, we only, we only aspire for 500 churches. Out of this church, we're praying that God will enable us to start more missions. And that is my desire by the grace of God that before the Lord takes me home, I'll be able to see those 500 pastors taking care of my funeral service, my own funeral service. And on, when we pray, remember this. Whenever we pray, we are asking, we are expecting some things to happen which is beyond our ability to do. 
We have to accept only God can do it. And so that is why we came here tonight. You know, we, we, we attend prayer meeting. We bring our petitions to God. We believe that only God can bring and bring down and answer our needs. Amen. And when he also had smitten the waters, they parted hither and hither, verse 14. And Elijah went over. When Elijah raised this question, he remembered a few things. Let me share. When he stood there looking at the current and the flow of the water, it was so impossible for him to cross that, that river. But with the help of God, with the power of prayer, God can make a way, dried way across. And when he said that, where is the Lord God of Elijah? It was, he remembered, it was the Lord that, the Lord God that kept Elijah faithful. You know, we have no strength at all from our own self. We, we have no strength to continue serving the Lord. We would always run out of strength and wisdom and ability to serve the Lord. If ever you are still where you are today on fire serving God, Somebody asked me today, how long, Mamel said, I guess, asked me yesterday. He said, how long have you been in the ministry? I said, it's by, by August, 40 years in the ministry. I started when I was eight, uh, I mean, I started when I was 16 years old. I, I joined Bible school when I was 16 years old. By August, first week of August this year, 40 years. You know, amazing how God can use you. In the work of the Lord. There's one thing we have to recognize. Are you still serving God because, because of your own strength? Because of your ability? Nothing at all. And we have to learn. We have to learn to, to accept the fact that we are what we are today. And we are where we are today. It's all by the grace of the Almighty God. And when Elijah explained... Right there at the bank of Jordan River. said, where is the Lord God of Elijah? We are simply remembering the fact that Elijah, it was God that kept Elijah faithful. It was the Lord that provided him the strength to remain steadfast. When the rest of the nation had turned their backs on God. Remember, the worship of Baal at this time became a national worship. Almost everybody has turned their backs on God. Except the 7,000 that did not bow their knee. The remnant that God has hidden. But there's only one. He said, I'm the only one left. They all have turned their backs on God. God says, Elijah, I still have 7,000 men who had not bowed their knee. He said, well, that, that may be good. That may sound good, but where are they? Or hiding. He was the only one who faced the false prophets of Baal and the prophets of the grove. 850 false prophets. Remember in serving the Lord, we have to remember Isaiah 41 and verse number 10. And I believe that with all of my heart. Isaiah 41 verse 10. Fear thou not, for I am with thee. 
Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee, yea, I will help thee. Yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. I have been in the work of the Lord for 40 years to see the struggle. I have been in the work of the Lord to see that it's real struggle. It's a real battle. The work of the Lord is a real battle. But I am here also to testify the grace of God, enabling grace of God, sustaining us in the work of the Lord. In, in Philippians 4.13 it says, For it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do his good pleasure. Remember that. Every single step that we are able to take in the Lord's work, remember this, it's all by the grace of God. I say that the past 40 years, I can look back and count all the days. Every day was God's grace, sustained by the grace of God. In 1 Kings 18, 22, then said Elijah to the people, I, even I only, remain a prophet of the Lord, but Baal's prophet are 450 men, plus 450 prophets of the grove. 850 prophets. And he was alone there, standing. It's an amazing thing to see one man doing what Elijah did here in front of the whole nation of Israel challenging 850 false prophets to a contest. Elijah could not have done it alone. God gave him the courage to stand. So when Elijah stood there and cried, where is the Lord God of Elijah? He was simply remembering the fact that was kept faithful sustained by the grace of God Paul could not have done it alone being the greatest Christian the greatest missionary and the greatest <clears throat> preacher who ever lived next to Jesus I believe no one is strong and no one is successful enough than Paul I used to talk to Pastor Shad and we share thoughts and we conclude that one thing. He said, comparing ourselves to the Apostle Paul, we can honestly say that we haven't even touched the hem of the garment. Great man of God, Apostle Paul. But you know what he says in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 16 and 17? At my first answer, no man stood with me, but all men forsook me. All men forsook me, but notwithstanding, in spite of all, the Lord stood with me and strengthened me, that by me the preaching might be fully known, that all the Gentiles might hear, and I was delivered out of the mouth of the lion. We are what we are. We are where we are today serving the Lord it's all because the Lord truly if every one of us will get the chance to review our Christian life since the day we were saved nobody would receive glory but the Lord 
Nobody would be glorified but the Lord. I am here what, where, where I am. And I am what I am by the grace of God. Number two. When Elijah asked this question. Where is the Lord God of Elijah? He was, he was reminded. He was reminded of God's mighty power. Manifested in the prayer of Elijah. The effectual prayer of a righteous man availeth much. You say when you, 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 you look into the life of Elijah, you, you consider the prayer of this man of God, all you can say is, wow, that was a powerful prayer. But Elijah was only an ordinary man like you and me, subject to like passions as we are. There was nothing extraordinary, extra special b- between you and Elijah. Elijah is the same as you are. Simple man like you are. He was a man subject to like passions as we are. And yet he prayed earnestly. The reason was he prayed earnestly. He prayed more. He prayed more. If Elijah has to, to stand here right beside me tonight. And if we are to make a choice. He said, which is... More powerful, Pastor Inga and Elijah. And uh, so you say, well, the, well, you might, all of us, including me, would say, well, of course, Elijah. And going back again to the thought, I have even, I haven't even touched the hem of the garment as far as Elijah is concerned. But what makes the difference? Is it because Elijah has this and that? No. The differences between us and Elijah is the fact that he prayed earnestly. He prayed more and more and more and more. And you know somebody as well described it. No prayer means no power. Less prayer means less power. And much prayer means much power. The secret of Elijah is simply this. He prayed earnestly. God gave him the key of prayer that he could lock up heaven with the turn of his hand. He said, there will not be a neither dew nor rain these next three years, three and a half years. You know, when Elijah said that, I said, the Lord has put in his disposal the Lord has put in his mouth the ability to command heaven and uh, to stop sending rain. And then when he prayed again, the Lord sent rain. What is the secret of Elijah? He prayed earnestly. What is the reason why we're struggling with our prayer life? Because we stop praying. He have not because he has not. He have not because he has not. I hope that the Spirit of God will remind us tonight the need of constant, earnest prayer. And the people of God says, Amen. Constant, earnest prayer. You pray more. You pray more and more and more. So when the time came, he went up to the top of the Mount Carmel and put his knees uh, and his head between his knees and cried to the Lord until 
Once again, the heavens were covered with clouds and the rain poured down upon the earth. What was the secret? He prayed again. He prayed again. Number three, it also reminded Elisha when he said, Where is the Lord God of Elijah? It reminded Elisha that God provided for Elijah at Brook Cherith in chapter 17 and at Saripat. Went to Brook Cherith, the Lord provided him bread and meat in the morning and bread and meat in the evening. And during those days, the ravens would come and, and feed him. And when the time came, the, the brook was, the brook cherub, the fountain was dried up. The Lord sent him to Sarupat, where the woman was commanded by God to feed him there. Our resources, when the time comes when our resources are running out, our savings are almost empty. It is the right time to cry out in prayer, where is the Lord God of Elijah? We have the great resolve, the need is great. God has promised us when we pray, Jeremiah 29 verses 12 to 14, then he shall call upon me and he shall go and pray unto me. I will hearken unto you. He shall seek me and find me. When you shall search for me with all of your heart, I will be found of you. That is God's promise, not my promise. That is the promise of God, well established in his word. And then number four, Elijah was reminded the God that answered by fire. He prayed the prophets of Baal, said, choose you. Uh, your, your, your own sacrifice. They began to cry out from morning to noon until evening time, but there was no voice answering from their false god, Abel. When the time came for him, he, he repaired the altar that was broken down, and then he laid his, and he put the altar in order. He laid his sacrifice on the altar. And to make the story short, he prayed, and the fire from God came and consumed his sacrifice. You see, God answers by fire. The Bible says the fire of the Lord, in verse 38, is seen in, in Exodus 3, verses 1 to 3. You see, let me share with you Exodus 3, verses number 1 up to verse number 3. Just show you something there. Moses kept the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, and the priest, the priest of Midian. And he had left the flock to the backside of the desert and came to the mountain of God, even Horeb. Remember, Horeb, Mount Sinai are the same. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a flame of fire in the midst of a bush. That, and he looked, and behold, the bush burned with, with fire, and the bush was not consumed. He was Consumed by fire, but amazing, the bush was not consumed. And a friend of mine, we were having visit in California, Sir Francis is aware of that. They have small trees up to the store. Ask them those trees. He said, those are the bush you find in the Bible. 
it was burning, but amazingly, it was not burned. It was, it was, the fire was going on, but it did not destroy the bush. Reminding us of few things in the Word of God. First of all, it reminds us of this book, the Bible. You recall how many burnings have been made. That their desire was to wipe out the Bible. But by the grace of God, we still hold. We still preach the old King James Version 1611. I do encourage you, do not change your Bible. Do not change the version of the Bible. So many of these new versions today have omitted, have taken away important words which build the doctrines of our faith. They, they take away the word blood. They take away so many words that will, that will uh, hurt the doctrines, the great doctrines of the faith. Stay on and on Hebrews chapter Hebrews, I mean King James Version 1611. The bush was burning, but it was not consumed. Reminds us of this book we hold the Bible. It also reminds us of the church. The church has been attacked. The church, the devil has been doing everything he can since the time start the church started. Until now, we're still trying to hurt the church, but the church is still there. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. I'm glad that I hold in my hand a book that cannot be destroyed. I'm glad that I am part of an institution, the local church, that cannot be destroyed. Thank God for that. Where is the God of Elijah, number two? This would well remind us. As we continually are confronted by obstacles which, 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 uh, um, which defied by human solution. Now we should remember this that we should, we should not, we should not hesitate to take full responsibility of new challenges in the service of the Lord. Our vision should not be, should not stop. Our desire to enlarge the work of God. We want to see enlarged vision for missions. We still can do it. Who would have ever thought that in the midst of pandemic, we are able to start a work in Surigao. In Bislig, Surigao. Amazing. Do not say, well, I'm, my faith has stopped. I, I cannot extend my faith anymore, my ability to do the work of God anymore because of this pandemic. That is the devil's lie. If you are in the Lord's will, God can do great things in your behalf still. I am reminding our Bible students, I always tell them, I do not ever believe the devil's lie that because we are in a pandemic, we can no longer start missions. The reason why you cannot start missions is because you are listening to the lies of the devil. Stand up and see the God that we serve, the God that Elijah served, the God that Elijah served is the same God that we serve today and he will extend us. He will enable us to extend the ability to work. You can do it. We can do it. We don't have to hide ourselves. 
and say, well, I'm afraid of the pandemic. We can still do it. We can still do it. There are places we can start Bible studies and we can still win souls. We can still win souls. We can still continue serving the Lord. Where is the God of Elijah? The Lord God of Elijah, he was standing before a swollen river, which is humanly speaking, it was all impossible. And look at the situation right now. We are in the midst of pandemic and we do not know. It may go through the whole year. It may continue up to next year. But remember this, our God that we serve is a God of impossible things. And he can do it. It is no matter of trusting God. It's a matter of believing God. It's a matter of believing God. If the Lord has supplied your faith promise last year, if the Lord has kept us safe last year, it is a very well note to us, very well message to us, a clear message to us that the Lord can still protect and guide and bless us and all of God's people say amen. All of God's people say amen. Number three. Number, 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 number three. I'm on number four already. Elijah did the rest thing. I mean the right thing. At the very beginning of his ministry, he sought the God. Where is the God of Elijah? He started right. They just started. Elijah he saw was taken up into heaven. And look at this. And while he was looking. As Elijah was ushered up into heaven. By a chariot of fire. I can imagine the emotion. I can imagine when they lowered the casket. The pastor shot down. Down. You know I had. I had strange feeling in me that time I wanted to cry but I tried to hold myself because I had the emotion what does it mean the lowering of his body to the ground simply means responsibility is laid in my hands the work is so great the challenges are so many the danger the risk that we we take are so many. But I was reminded that the God of Richard Shot is the God of Pastor Ingai, the God of Anselmo Ingai, the same God that we serve. And I'm glad that as he was standing at the bank of the river and looking at the flow, the current of the Jordan River. The devil would say, I want to remind you, Elisha, it's impossible. It was right. But with the mantle of God, with the power of God, and the water slowly opened the way for him. I'm glad at the very beginning of his ministry, he did the right thing because while he was doing that, 50 young men, 
Fifty young Bible students, sons of the prophet, were watching. We cannot stop. We cannot fail. Because others are following our steps. Others are following our steps. At the very beginning, Elisha wanted to seek God's will in his life. He wanted to simply put everything into the hands of God and wanting to know the will of God. And let me share with you at least five principles to help you make big decisions for God. Number one, surrender your attitude and, and personal desire to God. Your personal desire, wherever the Lord leads you, God has a place there because God has placed you there. I mean, because God wants to use you in some wonderful ways. Do not stop at a certain level of your life. Go ahead. Go ahead. And look at our young preachers today who just started their works. And I'm seeing the blessing of the Lord. Why? Because they refuse to stop at a certain level. Go. He could have just stopped there. Get discouraged. I am done. Said, I cannot do it. I cannot extend it anymore. He could probably say that. Wali na ko. Kisamay. Kisamay buwang buwang. Mulapas pa sa tubig. Mulatas pa sa tubig. Baha. But you know, thank God he was reminded of Elijah. Where's the God of Elijah? Step by faith. Step out by faith. Believe that God has power. Believe that God has purpose for you. Believe that God can do the impossible things for you. And by the grace of God, say it like Paul, I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. Dream big things for God. Never stop. Aim great things for God. Aim great things for God. Do not stop at a certain level of your giving. I have given before. I'm getting sick and tired with this, with this you know, program and, and continue doing it and increasing. Do not stop, please. Because once you stop, the blessings of the Lord will stop where you stop. Believe that God is able to supply your needs. Believe that God can do great things in your life. That, that just, just be there and say, Lord, by the grace of God, you can use me. By the grace of God, you can use me. By the grace of God, you can do great things through me. Surrender yourself to God and all of God's people. I have no more time. It's time, so I must stop there. Seek God's power. Seek God's will. Just be available. Like I say, I, uh, like I say about Lord, here am I. Use me in any way you want to use me. By the grace of God, I want you. I want you to show through me your power, your ability to do great things. And all of God's people say, "Amen." Let us all stand up, please. Sir Greg, we have an invitation. Heavenly Father, thank you for the Word of God. Help us to aim and for more things to be done. 
Help us, Lord, to achieve great things because you have called us, because you have blessed us, because you have led us. It's all by the grace of God. We claim the victory tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Sir, great. Thank you, Pastor. The Word of God had been preached. If you are here tonight, either physically or electronically, and if you haven't been saved, probably tonight is your salvation night. God is offering a free gift of salvation, and He made a great promise. And I believe in my heart, whatever God says, He will do it. He said, If thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, shalt receive in thy heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Romans 13, the Bible says, Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. If you call God tonight and receive him as your Lord and Savior by faith, honestly, earnestly, as God promised, he will save your soul. A great opportunity. We'll be singing an invitation song, only one verse, and we're going to stop. I hope that you're going to hear the call of God. You're going to listen and uh, grab this great opportunity to be saved. Not tomorrow, but today, at this very hour. What song are we going to sing, Brother Mark? Just as I am. Just as I am. Only one verse, and we're going to stop. Go ahead, Brother Mark. Receive the Lord Jesus Christ tonight and receive Him as your Lord and Savior and be part. Tell others about the good news of salvation. Just like the Philippian jailer who asked the question, What must I do, sir, to be saved? Paul and Sela said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved in thy house. If you are that person, if you believe and accept Christ, you will be saved. Not only yourself, but your family as well. Accept Christ as your Lord and Savior tonight. For us Christians, let's continue to pray for our church. Those who haven't been saved, we will continue to pray for them. And all the people say, Amen. So, in behalf of the church, thank you for coming here physically. And also to all our members out there, the Kansalamat sa inyong tanan. For our first-time visitors, we love to hear from you. Uh, just drop a message in our Facebook page that I have received Christ as your Lord and Savior. And we will count that down. And we are looking forward for you to join us once again in our uh, Sunday services. Thank you for uh, being with us. Let's close our eyes, bow down our heads, and let's pray. Heavenly Father and loving God, thank you once again for providing us a great church, providing us a pastor chosen by your heart and not of men. Thank you for the message tonight about Elisha seeking for the God of Elijah in Second Kings, Old Testament. Thank you, Lord, for reminding us of the great faith of Elisha, asking God for a double portion of Elijah's spirit. Uh, help us, dear Father, as we face greater challenge, a great work for our church, for the island of Mindanao, with a vision of 500 missions and churches all over the place. We believe, dear Father, that with your power, you can help us in all these things. And it is you, dear Father, who give Elijah and Elijah the strength. And so, 
with us as well. We have seen your hands working in our church for 60 long, long years, and it's counting. Help us, O oh God, to do constant and earnest prayer, just like what Elijah and Elisha had. For you have said the prayer of a righteous man availeth much, that we will be able to avail not only uh, financial or physical benefits, but more especially spiritual. For the Bible says, any good gift and any perfect gift cometh from above. Lord, help us look at our situation. Today, uh, pandemic time, is difficult to bring lost souls to Christ. But Lord, you have shown us tonight, just like crossing the Jordan River, which is impossible, but you have shown your power. And you have shown Elijah and Elisha across the river in dry land. And we believe in our hearts that you can also do the same in our church and all the missions and churches all over Mindanao. Help us in all these things, dear Father. Have mercy upon your people. As you are about to depart, bless us, O God. Bless your people, Lord. Thank you for loving us, despite that you are unworthy. Thank you for all the things that you have done in our lives. Thank you for everything. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And amen. May God bless us all.